Welcome to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome campers to this week's Fireside Chat. This week we're sitting down with one of the 38 hosts of Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry, Rick Belcher. We got together for one reason and one reason only. Rick wanted to talk religion. We talk faith in Fortiana, the adoption of the paranormal as a religion, and the problems that go along with that, the nature of ghosts, a little of our personal histories with religion, and my favorite part, we bond over a shared hatred of TV evangelists. This was an awesome talk. It gets a little edgy. We talk a little bit of politics. Um, but man, we had a fantastic time. Rick is always a great hang. He's always a great guest. Um, go and support him and his podcast in everything they do. Because, I mean, they're just... Everything they, they touch turns to gold over there. But for now... Sit back, relax, and enjoy this fireside chat with Rick Belcher. All right, Rick Belcher. Hello. Welcome. Thank you, Jordan Heath. You know what? You're welcome. Appreciate it. I like saying I like saying full names. Yeah, me too. It's very unsettling. It is. It makes people <laughs> uncomfortable. So that's the beyond in your Bed Bath & Beyond is unsettling. As long as you can just make somebody uncomfortable. Briefly. Exactly. Then it fits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the energy you're getting. Oh, I'm into it. That's, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 1 a.m. and you are not a night person. No, it is. It's two hours past my bedtime and my dog doesn't know what to do. Yeah. We're racing Benadryl right now. Awesome. Because I, I got those allergies. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, let me be honest here. Um, we are we are racing Benadryl on both sides. Yes. So every so often, my anxiety likes to manifest in the form of lots of little tiny bumps on my hands. Nice. Like uh, some kind of contact dermatitis, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that happens whenever I get super freaked out yeah. or um, really hyper stressed. So yeah, we're both on Benadryl. Yeah. I was gonna say that's your own personal stigmata. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's that was my brain, you know, crucifying me. <laughs> so, so you're probably doing the same thing. I take upper allergy meds in the morning and downer allergy meds at night. So, yeah, completes the day. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, all that being said, I really appreciate you, you know, over-caffeinating and, and and making it here. Dude, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, this is this has been fun. So for the listeners, we just spent an hour and a half bullshitting. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, this energy is coming on the, the end of that. So yeah, just, uh, absolutely. just imagine. Imagine all the things you didn't hear. Yeah. So, okay, before we really get into it, because we are here for a very specific purpose, but... Before we mm -hmm. get to all that, um, I, w I have a few questions because you are a part of a podcast that it's very it's, unique. You know, it the way it operates, it's not normal, Rick. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I 
nothing I do is normal. So. Yeah, well, you know, I'm picking up on that. Yeah. Um, so you have, is it five hosts? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so there's there's myself, there's Laura, Tanya, Trina, and Walter. So we. Um, okay. It's not it's not that we take turns or rotate or anything. It's really that we each have our own niche, and we each have our own circle of people that we friendly with we're friends with we want to chat with yeah so it all kind of depends you know what's going on that week or who's involved and you know i pick and choose yeah you know, <laughs> not, not that uh, no offense to anybody who hasn't talked to me <laughs> i <laughs> i won't say anything about that um but uh, no it's it is i appreciate you point out the, the uniqueness it is it is something a little different and i'm glad i'm glad it has become different because i yeah, think you definitely. all you know you start out with a podcast for a particular reason and you know it evolves over time and you, you land on what works and this seems to work for us yeah i mean honestly i don't know any other podcast that runs the way yours does because <laughs> i mean honestly it's episode to episode you just really don't know what you're going to get until it's released yeah 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 you i mean you don't even know which hosts you're going to get yeah. until you know it drops into your podcast feed like the the only consistent thing we have is our release schedule now okay that's it like every wednesday something drops yeah. no telling what it's going to be <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what it is until it shows up in my feed wow so. <laughs> that's intense <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's fun it's like rolling the dice yeah and um i've been on the show once with you and Laura. Yes. And then an episode with you and Trina and Tanya that's still on deck. It's in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah pipeline. Who knows? It might, might, might drop tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> sometime next year. We could all be dead when it drops. True. Because you guys are apparently way farther ahead than we are here. I mean, here it is not good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know, initially you're afraid you're not going to have enough content. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe there's two weeks between episodes or you have to scramble to do something. But with the way we do it, breaking it up, you know, I'll, you know, Laura and I will talk to certain people. Trina and Tanya will talk, talk to certain people. You know, having different people do different things mm-hmm. opens up the recording schedule. You get different stuff recorded on the same day and you always have something coming out. So it, it's worked really well. I've been yeah. surprised. I mean, I imagine having a team, you know, that big, and it is essentially a team. Yeah. But having a team that big, it would really make the workload lighter for everyone, you know, really spread it out. Oh, there's a lot of delegation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost That's awesome. it's almost run like a business that nets us no money. Right. So, yeah. It's, we're not <laughs> the in best this kind of business. <laughs> uh, and that partnership was born of facebook groups is that how you guys all met yeah like it, we we all were fans of the kryptonaut podcast um hosted by rob morphy mark stores and chris carnicelli and we we all joined that group and we were all friends and um decided what you know we we want to kind of highlight people in, in this world because there are so many talent talented people out there absolutely i've got i've got statues and posters and you know all sorts of stuff from all of the talented people in this community and you know uh, the the masks from the scene wars i've got all over my office yeah like that's what i really wanted to do was highlight those people you know bring bring those in the community we love and want to support you know show off their stuff 
have them on the show, talk to them, see what they're about. Yeah. And go from there. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that makes me feel better <laughs> at night, you know? Yeah. Like just, you know, having a post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and then having somebody on the show to talk about their work. I love it. Yeah. Um, as someone who's been on the show, it is a really nice experience. You know, it isn't just have someone on, you know, to tell a spooky story or talk about whatever they're working on. I feel like mm. you really work at spotlighting the guest, like them as a person. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of shows try that and fail at it, you know, sort of miserably. Well, it's it's more about the host on those shows, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I have, I mean, I have an ego, but it's not toxic. So, you know, I, I, I love having people on, letting them talk. Like, I, I remember early on, um, Tanya was listening to one of the recordings while she was editing this, and she said, Rick, were you bored during this? Like, no, man, I was listening. Yeah. I was letting the guests talk and, and taking it in. And that's, you know, that, that's what I try to do. I always tell people I'm a good listener. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. Good, good shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's that your propensity for people-pleasing is tied to your ego. Oh, yes. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the pe- people being happy with me being around them increases my ego. It's, it, it, right. It, yeah. You're it's right. a, you're it's a compliment right. that they're uh, happy with you. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought I was being altru- I thought I was being altruistic, and here you go and turn around on me. Mm, people so rarely are. Yeah, <laughs> there's no t- altruism doesn't exist. There's there's nothing truly altruistic. No, no, it's just it's just increasingly negative versions of of self interest. Yeah, yeah, and I I try to be I try to be on the bottom ten percent of yeah you know the negative self interest. Like it, it's always going to benefit me. But mm-hmm. let me let me benefit let me benefit me as little as possible. Yeah. So I can sleep at night. <laughs> I mean that's the best you can hope for, right. honestly. Right. As a human being. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like uh, the good place where they had these rules in place and they were so antiquated because you bought an apple, but then it trails through that whole life of the apple and all of the things that impact it. And yeah. that's a negative. So you're going to hell because you bought an apple. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of thought process and that's mm-hmm. that's that's where I am. <laughs> Dude, do you know how many fucking mental health crises are started by people studying ethics in college? <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's problematic. <laughs> it is. Like, I'm all for introspection, you know? But anytime, anytime you assess your actions that closely, you're going to end up hating yourself. I already hate myself, so I can be a little, <laughs> little more self-reflective and introspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can analyze my actions. <laughs> You've created a little padding, right? Yeah. <laughs> All that self-deprecating humor just primed the pump for this. That's perfect. All right. So, since beforehand we already talked about music and baseball and politics, that really only leaves the subject that brought us together. Yeah. Um religion so on a recent episode when we were discussing the bell witch i was finally able to drag ryan into discussing religion for about 15 minutes and uh you messaged me basically immediately yeah (laughs) yeah i uh i 
I'm very opinionated about everything and I'm always looking for an outlet and I've really enjoyed our conversations. So, yeah. you know, you dangled that bait and I immediately latched on. So you, you, you brought it upon yourself. Really. Yeah. This is your fault. Yeah. I but, asked for it. Yeah. Like, no, this, this is something I've, I've you know, I'm, I'll be 40 this year and it's something I've dealt with my entire life. You know, it's like one of those things you're not supposed to talk about politics and religion and play company. Sure. And those are the two things that affect us the most. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've always hated that because I, I won't, I won't be polite in that regard. Like if I'll be, I'll be diplomatic, I'll be respectful, but if you want to talk that stuff, we'll talk that stuff. So yeah. I, uh, I always look for a reason to, like we were talking politics and I always look for a reason to talk religion with someone who's not going to knee jerk react and call me a, you know, center or something sure you're not gonna get that here <laughs> yeah. yeah i believe it was recently that i made a guarantee to the listener that we would be available for any post-rapture podcast needs yes <laughs> i i i will also be available because my understanding is there's only like one unforgivable sin and that's to blaspheme against the holy ghost oh man and i've done that yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Y- you're stuck. Yeah, with I, I guess we'll both be around. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So I'm I'm here uh, for anything you guys need. I can chop wood. I can do podcasts. Sure. Post post rapture. Everything possible in one, in one stop shop. Um, so yeah. what's on your mind, man? What did you want to talk about? So I've I've had a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in my brain, and. I took notes over the last week since since I messaged you. And, you know, I'm all over the place, and I know we have a very limited amount of time, so I'm going to try to put this all together. So first, first, we're going we're gonna to go to the paranormal side of things. Excellent. So one thing that has always bugged me, let's, let's look at ghosts. So one of the, the things that I have an issue with is ghosts are, among other things, believed to be the soul of the departed. Right. And I always thought, even when I was a bit of a believer, I always thought that that seems so cruel. Yeah. That a, it would, no, no loving God would do that. Yeah. And that's always bothered me. And, you know, I, I have incredibly religious family. I was raised religious. My grandmother is a biblical literalist. Um, she's 83. But, you know, it's... It's hard seeing all of that, and you know, and that that just I don't know. It just it bugs bugs the hell out of me. But I think yeah. I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> That's um, okay. Bener- racing that Benadryl, baby. Yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's no, it's hard to reconcile, right? Because you're you're taught the concept of a loving God. Yeah. Right, and it's hard to imagine that a loving God would build a system where. It's even possible for your eternal soul to get stuck. Right? It's just sadistic. It is. It really is. And, you know, they they attach <laughs> this they attach this concept of unfinished business. Yeah. Right? That's like the, the classic right. um, trope is they have this unfinished business, this ghost. And w- once they complete that unfinished business, then... Yeah. 
they can cross over, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've personally I've never really understood how people can can deal with that, can make sense of it, you know. I think you have to be very compartmentalized in your brain. Like you have to be able to isolate <clears throat> ideas, and I, th- I think a lot of truly religious people have to do that anyway. Um, yeah, there's the, the the devout tend to cherry pick what yeah. they believe and what they don't believe out of the Bible, so they're yeah. already compartmentalizing there. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where that comes in. That makes but sense. That, yeah, that is all. That has always bothered me. So that was number one on the checklist. Okay. That was the first thing I wrote down. So as someone who has become sort of disillusioned with their own faith or you know you you don't believe like you used to when you hear a ghost story do you even for a moment um consider the idea that that ghost might be the the soul of the departed or are ghosts dead people it's a possibility yeah i i will never rule it out i don't i don't necessarily believe in ghosts um I would love to, but also the idea is horrifying from a, sure. an existential standpoint. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're departed souls. I don't know if it's some sort of environmental recording. I don't know if it's time slip, you know, there's no telling. So yeah, the answer to that. I mean, those are the big three, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of time slips. I will say that. Yeah. See, I, I, I lean toward, a, I lean toward the stone tape theory. Yeah. I like that too. It's the the thing that I get hung up on with stone tape theory is I think it's as if I wouldn't get hung up on other things like time slips. Right. But, uh, apparently, it, it's a matter of recording and projecting. Sure. You know how what, what's the recording mechanism? What's the projection mechanism? Yeah. So that's that's where I get hung up on that. But I have no no problem with time slip. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, I kind of compartmentalize that. Yeah. There you go. Um, and I do that by just putting it in the box of things that I could never hope to understand. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would bother me more if I understood the recording mechanism, but not the projection mechanism. Yeah. Um, but since both of them are just a complete and utter mystery to me, you know, the details are impossible to know. It, it allows me to sort of just put it all in that nice little package. It, it's the... The, the sci-fi Arthur C. Clarke thing, you know, if it's, you know, the technology, certain amount, you know, we, it looks like magic to us. Yeah. I butchered that so bad. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this after the fact and just curse, curse yep. uh, all of the decisions I made this evening. Yeah. So is Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, <laughs> he's rolling in his grave in Sri Lanka. Is that where it is? Was he? Uh, whatever the little island is on the southeast coast of uh, India. That's a th- that's where he was recording his episodes of uh, uh, Arthur C. Clarke's Mysteries and yeah. all that. I've got that yeah. DVD somewhere. Nice. But yeah. So what yeah. else you got? Okay. Let's see. <laughs> One thing. So uh, I'll give a little background. I was raised incredibly religious. Church every Sunday. Um... I was born in 83, so December 31st, 1999, I remember sitting in an Outback Steakhouse in Douglasville, Georgia, right across from the mall, watching the New Year's celebration over Jerusalem specifically. 
Okay. And I remember waiting for Jesus and his the angels to just descend from the heavens in that moment. Shit. That's what you've been raised to believe. And that was, you know, that, that biblical literalism that, that Jesus is coming back it was always there for me. And it, it's, I'm now a hopeful atheist. I don't dismiss religion. Okay. I don't think anybody is lesser for believing any of it. I'm, I'm honest to God, envious, honest to God, envious of people with faith. I think it's beautiful. Like yeah. That's one of the things I love seeing in media. Um, one of my favorite scenes, and I know the movie gets shit on, Signs, yeah. I think is a beautiful film about faith. Yeah. And I get emotional at the end of that because it's, it's that response to someone with this renewed faith. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so jealous. I would love that. So I'm not, I'm not the atheist that is dismissive of religion. I very much understand what it does for people. Um, but I, I've found that me as an atheist, I do more Christ-like things than any Christian I know. Yeah. I welcome the immigrant. I feed the hungry. I give to the poor. You know, I do all of these things because it's what it's is right to do and also falls in line with the you know, Jesus' teachings as taught to me as a child. So that that has always bothered me as well. Yeah. I mean shockingly rare behavior in the Christian community, in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, uh Trina has you know waited tables and she tells you the church crowd is the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. <laughs> I'm gonna make some people angry. They're the worst people on the face of the earth. <laughs> and if you're gonna <laughs> say it, just say it. I'm gonna say it. Church, after church crowds at restaurants might be worse than Hitler. And I'm gonna stand. By, I'll stand. I'll stand by that. Uh, so you can quote me. Um, but it, it's just it, it bugs the shit out of me. And that's that's the other thing. It, it rolls into politics because you yeah. have an ultra conservative right wing religious hoping for a theocracy destroying America as we yeah. sit here. Yeah. And it's it's weaponized religion weaponized yeah, is absolutely something I hate as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the good thing about America used to be that we don't fight religious wars. You know? Yeah. I mean, now we just fight them inside of our own borders. Yeah. It's it's um it's well, you know, it's, I don't I don't get into politics too often on the show. Yeah. Um but it's a digression that I've watched happen over the course of my life. Yeah. Like I I grew up idolizing people in politics. Mm-hmm. You know, um seeing some of them as heroes, but you know, even when we were coming up, it was in an era where two statesmen could be opposed on an issue and still play golf together on Sunday. Oh yeah. Well, the, the, I saw a clip of of Clinton and W sitting together and laughing. Yeah. And I was so just I yearned yes for that quote unquote innocence. Obviously, Bush is a war criminal, but <laughs> I yearned for that, and it. But I yearned for it, knowing that everybody else had it worse than me. 
at that point. Yeah. Like I'm, I am a straight white male. Right. I got it made, man. Yeah. Like I don't have to worry about stuff. So I can, you know, we, you can wistfully look back and say, Oh, weren't the eighties great. Oh, weren't the fifties great. Right. But all the while you got two separate water fountains and yeah. And an AIDS epidemic. Yeah. 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 It's fun. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I mean, politics really were more respectful, you know? Well, there there was... They just, their goals were aligned. It was just their approach that differed. Yes. I mean, it used to be that a Republican and a Democrat, both running for president, they both wanted the country to improve and succeed. Yeah. They just had different ideas about how to get there. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a debate over policy. You know, it it wasn't like it is today. You would never have heard George W. Bush and Bill Clinton, you know, calling each other evil. No. Never. Right? That was unfathomable before. But now it's like, God, I mean, we wouldn't be the first two straight white males to sit and complain (laughs) about the state of affairs in America, right? I mean... Everyone's aware of the problems. <laughs> we should start. We should start a podcast about this. That would, that would be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we Definitely. need more of it. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, yeah, religion's been weaponized, and to get off that heavy subject, we'll move into the other thing that I've noticed, and I've I've talked uh, with others about this. I've I've seen people who are supremely devout that are now getting into the paranormal and it's becoming in a lot of ways, either a substitute or a supplement to their faith. There's a lot of that out there. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm trying to, I guess, reconcile that. And I don't know if that's why people get so worked up and defend every little thing with a, with a religious fervor. Because it is their religion, sure. And that goes like you, you know, UFO Twitter, or uh, all of the squatchers. Like that's a religion, man. Yeah, you've got your Bigfoot believers and your alien people, and that is that is the entirety of their belief system, and it, it defines who they are. And that when you're attacking, you're not, not necessarily attacking, but when you're talking about something they believe so wholeheartedly in, you are in their mind attacking them mm-hmm. and it's it's not a good it's not a good time when you come across those people because you can't have an open and honest discussion i mean it's just not a healthy reaction no you know i mean if they're self-aware on any level that should be a sign that that they're handling this in a poor in a way that's poorly thought out yeah. or sometimes even unhealthy you know i I tend to struggle against things. I I don't like ideology. Yeah. You know, particularly ideology that has grown to the point of rigidity, right? Yes. Like, if you're just so locked into your belief system that you see anything outside it as a threat, Mm -hmm. it's a problem, right? And you should be asking yourself, why is it that your ideology is so weak that it can't stand up to any to scrutiny yeah well it it almost makes you wonder if there's a an internalized belief that they know their religion would not hold up right if 
yeah, and that that's got to be the leading reason. It has to be. Yeah, I mean that at least had to be part of the reason for um, for creating those doctrines in the first place, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the idea is if we're going to convince massive swaths of society to follow this belief system then we have to build in a way to protect them from anything that might challenge it. Yeah. So you build into the religion this concept that anyone outside of the religion is a threat. Yeah. We saw a lot of that in the last 20 years directed primarily toward Muslims post 9-11. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I think, I think America as a whole at least the hateful part of it has moved on to others like trans kids and women and gay people like every literally everyone yeah just kind of went back to their old standbys yeah yeah um all, all the people all the people that i will fight to the death for honestly yeah exactly um I, I consider myself a mama bear and I tell people that and like yeah. <laughs> I extend my protection <laughs> to groups like if anybody knows me or they see me and you need you need somebody to get in, into a, a scrap with you I'm game yeah so. <laughs> I mean you definitely yeah. carry that mama bear energy <laughs> I try man <laughs> yeah well, I mean you really do well I, I took it I, I worked with a guy when I managed a, a pet product store and he referred to me as mama bear and he was trying to make fun of me in that moment. It's like, nah, I'm just protective of my people. Yeah. Like that's, that's everybody. Like I look out for everybody. Yeah. Like I, I, yes, I, I'm not coming at these things from the perspective that I want and I need things. Like I want all of these things to benefit others, you know? Yeah. Like that's absolutely. That's, that's, <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad you picked up on the mama bear energy. Cause yeah, <laughs> I'll get I'll get into a scrap. I've I've uh, I've offered the kids like if they need me to fight uh, somebody's parents, they just let me know. That's hilarious. Like you got a, you got a problem or their dad's talking smack, just I'll go take care of it. That's fine. Yeah, send them my way. Yeah, <laughs> there's an open open yeah. door policy. <laughs> yeah. So that there was there's another thing, um, and I I heard it used recently, and it pissed me the hell off. Um, there's the idea that without a a belief in an afterlife and a belief in punishment or reward that you have no reason to be good. Yeah. And that falls in line with it. Like I'm, and we talked about nothing being truly altruistic, but I do what I do to help people and help yeah. others generally. Yeah. And yeah, it makes me feel good. It's like the end of Scrooge when Bill Murray's like, you're going to want that feeling. <laughs> yeah. You're going to exactly. want it every day. You know, that kind yep. of, and <laughs> that, that's 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 the vibe that I want. Like I want that positivity, but I don't see that from any. Okay, I'll I'll just attack Christianity. I don't <laughs> see that from any Christians. Like I see, I do see it from in, in Jewish communities and, and Muslim communities, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna not name everybody, but I do see it in a lot of the the minority religions, so to speak. Sure, but you just don't see that with Christianity. There's a, it's it's a, I got mine. So fuck you kind of thing. Yeah. And there is a severe lack of it in Christian communities. Um, and I, I personally know a lot of people who sort of went through deconstruction after leaving the church 
yeah. and have slowly sort of found their way back to some semblance of faith or spiritualism. And you see a lot of it in those communities. Yeah. And whether they currently identify themselves or identify with Christianity, um, or if it's just sort of the classic, you know, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's pretty much six of one, half a dozen of the other for people who go through the whole deconstruction thing. But those people are some of the most kind and generous human beings I've ever encountered in my life. You know, yeah. I mean, and I think it's because those are people who were, you know, they were raised on Christian values, but they saw the abusive side, the traumatic side of being a part of a Christian church. And they learned from that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they have the positive aspects of, you know, Christian or religious morality. Yeah. But they're using those for good instead of using them to control people. Well, it's it's like having a bad parent and then breaking that cycle. Yeah. Because you've you've seen what not to do. And that, yeah. that's you know, that that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. I try like hell not to be my dad. Yeah. And you know I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean that's yeah, that's a thing that you hear a lot in you know from buddhists right i think maybe buddha himself said it i don't know um but just the idea that a mentor is there a teacher is there to show you as much what to do as what not to do yeah all right you you should be learning both yeah so no, that's good yeah that's <laughs> landed on that yeah. i was thinking about that for a second it made me think yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um I don't know. What are your thoughts? Because I have lots of thoughts. What are your thoughts on uh, televised preachers, televangelists? 100% garbage. All right. It was a correct answer. <laughs> it was a correct yeah. answer. To I felt like there was a correct answer <laughs> and an incorrect answer. I, so I, it seemed obvious, oh, so I just man. went for it. I, I could just trash... I could trash yeah. Joel Osteen for the next nine minutes. <laughs> yeah. If we want to do that. Like, it's... I hate that. And that's part of the prosperity gospel thing that pisses me off yep. too. Yeah. And, and that's, I, think my, I mean, um, you know, obviously now Joel Osteen is the, the go-to reference for that, but you and I grew mm-hmm. up in the time of the bakers. Yes. Uh-huh. And they, I mean, that was a couple that <laughs> even in the world of televangelists, they were bad enough to end up in legal trouble. Yeah. Right? It's like it's rare. <laughs> do you know how bad you have to be for other televangelists to distance themselves from you? Yeah, I have um pretty fucking bad. In my uh queue of movies to watch, I have The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh yeah. With with Jessica Chastain. Definitely so watch it. That. Dude, you, you'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um definitely looking forward I to mean, it. I mean, what what really sealed the deal for me on Joel Osteen was Hurricane Katrina. Yes. When he refused to open the doors of his gigantic fucking uh-huh. mega church to the people who were displaced during the hurricane. Yeah. Like complaining that he had just had electric blue carpet installed that would be destroyed. <laughs> like you fucking piece of human garbage. Yeah. Like you're really gonna go on TV every week talking about the love of Christ. Yep. And then you're gonna sit back in your fucking 30,000 square foot mega church 
and just uh-huh. kick your feet up yeah. and watch people suffer all around you. Yeah, I I have a deep loathing of mega churches and mm-hmm. you know all of that. Like I'm I'm totally fine with the small churches, the community churches. Yeah. These you know the not quaint but a gathering place. Like yeah. that's perfect for me. But you get in these stadiums practically with these mega churches and all you're doing there is giving them money and them basically rewarding you by with God's praise for giving yeah. them money. You know, it's just it's a vicious cycle and it's yep. it's sad. It's really sad. And I feel I feel bad for those people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I've heard it often too often. Um, I've heard it argued that it's no different than buying concert tickets. Yeah. That you know, that it's no different than going and seeing a band every weekend. The difference being that bands don't sell you on the safety of your eternal soul. Right. Right? I mean, it's it's so much more than that. It's well, it's like... It's, um, it's a corruption of something, and I think I think that's it. I think I just... Yeah, I just stumbled upon... Here we go. ...the source of my hatred for televangelists. I think it's it's the fact that it's a corruption of something that I believe at my core yeah. could be a source of positivity in the world. It yeah. takes that and it twists it into something that injures people. There's for me, I get I get exactly what you're saying, and it makes me want to be a preacher for that yeah. reason. Yeah, like I, I want to like I, I don't have the faith, but I have the drive and the desire. Yeah. To, to be beneficial like that that's that's what would put me into it you know it'd be funny but man i could do a lot of good yeah because i would actually be giving them you know valuable lessons or, or examples and all of these yeah. things that they're not getting right now and it's it's brutal <laughs> it's brutal all right so we will most definitely be coming back for a part two of this um, yes, 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 yes. Because, I mean, you and I, obviously, we could talk religion for days, but we're running out of time for this evening. So before we go, why don't you tell the people where to find you, where to follow you, and anything awesome you have coming up that you'd like them to check out. All right. Um, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I used to run through a whole bunch of jokes like OnlyFans and Christian Mingle, but I'll drop that this time. Um just, just search for Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry. You'll find it. You can Google it. There's a Redbubble store. We've got some merch. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am Rick is a Dork. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Um, we are going to be at MonsterFest. I assume this is coming out after MonsterFest. So yep. if you're listening to this, if, you li- if you're listening to this, I had a blast at MonsterFest. And Easton Hawk picked me up and spun me above his head. That's true. I heard it. So just that happened. Um, I, <laughs> so I just I just today um, became a silver sponsor for Crypticon. So I'm going to go to Crypticon. I don't know if we'll have a booth. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out if I can get out to um, the Moth Boys thing in August. Yeah, Cryptid Bash. Uh, Cryptid Bash. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to figure that out. So I know Laura and Tanya and everybody else are doing other things, but that's what I'm doing. And okay. That's, Awesome. That's what's important. Yeah, that's what matters, <laughs> right? I'm what I'm what matters. Yeah, in every moment. Yep. At all times. You should listen to every episode of Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry, and the episodes where Rick isn't there. Just pretend he is. 
Yeah, just just think. What, just what picture him sitting saying? in the background. <laughs> <laughs> what what lewd comment would he be saying right now? Yeah, use your imagination. <laughs> Make it as colorful <laughs> as possible. Exactly, dude. Thank you so much <laughs> for no, doing this. Yeah, Jordan, it's been a blast. I will do this anytime. Excellent. You're welcome back anytime. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And trust in the unknown. unknown.